Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the latest edition of The First Day Pod. My name is Michael Govier. Today's show will be run by our wonderful co-host, Leanne Hello. Leanne has been doing some great work with the show recently. And on today's show, she's going to focus in on the power of now. This is a concept created by Eckhart Tolle, but it goes back many centuries, well before Eckhart ever came up with this term. Being present and staying in the moment is a constant state of being. It's not something you try to do every single moment. It's something that you must do continually in each maneuver and action that you carry out. Leanne's going to talk about how challenging that can be. Because Leanne is very understanding, compassionate, and she makes mistakes. But she's very curious and she never, ever stops trying to do more and understand the world around her on a new level. So sit back and relax and really soak up this wonderful episode of The First Day Pod. Hey guys. Okay, so... Welcome to First Day Pod. I am so excited to be here. I'm sorry, I am about five minutes late. So if you're listening to the podcast, then um, I'm right on time. (laughs) But if you're watching the live, yes, I'm a few minutes late. I was having um, some technical difficulties with this, but we're all set, I think. So hopefully I will see some of you guys in the comments because you guys know that is my favorite part of this show. And um, yeah, I just wanted, like always, to thank everybody that watches every week. Um, I want to welcome Welcome the people that are new, that are just learning about us. And um, I want to thank everybody that has been sharing our uh, podcast with people. Uh, we've been getting people that have been saying, you know, I really like your your pod. I really like your topics. Um, you know, I gave it to my sister. I gave it to my cousin or I gave it to. And that's really, really cool. So um, if you're, you know, if you're sharing it on your uh, social just generally, that's really appreciated. Um, but when you send it to somebody specifically that you think can really use uh, what we're doing, um, that means the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I wanted to make a shout out to um, one of our um, friends and listeners and book club members, um, Ed and his son, Alexander, and they are from uh, Toronto. And they, oh my goodness, he's here. Hi. Okay. Awesome. So I didn't know that he would make it um, because he came down to Windsor to meet us. So Mike uh, came down uh, from Michigan again this week. Um, and uh, there was a little bit of a fiasco, but um, it ended up working out and he was here Saturday night and all day today. And today's his birthday. So happy birthday, Mike. Yay. Um And Ed brought his son down and came down to see us all. So we had a really nice dinner last night and finally got to meet him face to face. So Ed, that was amazing. Um, Okay, so um, what else do I want to talk about before we get into the topic? Oh, the book club. So uh, we're about half, well, no, about a third of the way, I would say through it. We're starting part two. There's three parts to this book. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. We have a free PDF version of it for you. We also have on YouTube, they have the full audio um, and we can give you the links and everything for that. And um, 
if you want to join, you know, you can kind of catch up and then meet us next uh, on Monday. Um, we do it every Monday night at, um, when do we do it? Eight o'clock Eastern time. And it's usually about an hour and, uh, it's on zoom. So we'll give you the link. All you have to do is email us either at uh, firstdaypod at gmail.com or any of the socials where Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think Mike might be on Twitch too. We're on YouTube. So wherever you can find us, you can look at first day pod. You should be able to find us and DM us there and we will get you the link for that. So, um, yeah, I am loving this book. It is really, really good. It's giving a really good base, um, about all the things that we know that what we put out there, we get back. Um, and everything is all energy. So we all kind of, it's just in this, this beautiful kind of full circle thing. And so once you start realizing that whatever you focus on, whatever energy you put onto, um, even a thought that ends up manifesting into the physical, um, if you are strong enough in doing that and, um, your vibration is high enough and all those kind of good stuff. And it's more the science behind all of that um, kind of stuff that we love. I love. So um, anyway, so there's that. And today I wanted to talk about the power of now. So being in the moment, um, really trying to not think so much about the past, um, worrying about the future, just being in the moment. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up was because Last week, I struggled with it a lot because um, for those of you that maybe are new to the show, uh, normally we do this podcast together, me and my boyfriend, Mike, and um, normally we do the show together, but separate because he lives in Michigan. I live in um, Ontario, so Canada, the United States. We've been separated for 17 months and Last week, last weekend was the first time that we got to see each other. And although the a lot of the time we were in the moment and in love and enjoying and having a wonderful, wonderful time, there were a lot of times that I said, I miss you. And really sad because I knew that he would be leaving on Sunday. And then, you know, I'm not going to see him for a week or longer if something stupid happens again, right? Um, so I said that a lot. And he would be like, but I'm right here. I'm right here. Um, there's nothing to miss. I'm here. And he was really being in the moment. And I was really struggling with that. And so I thought, you know what? I think we do that a lot in a lot of the different things, a lot of different areas of our life. And so I thought we could kind of talk about that. Um, in our book club, I don't know when, months ago, months and months ago, um, we did one of the books that we did was, um, they were both Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle. It's a debate on how to say his last name, but anyway, we, um, did his books, the power of now and a new earth. And both of them are talking about this idea of being in the moment. And it's ugh, when you sit there and you think about it, it makes sense. Of course, of course, being in the moment is the thing to do. Um, but it's really hard sometimes to to stay in the moment. And so I kind of want to talk about, I wanted to prepare, actually. I wanted to reread part of that book. Um, I wanted to look up online some ideas that other people may have 
about being mindful, about being in the moment, um, all that kind of stuff. And the weekend just got away from me. The week got away from me. And so I didn't prepare, but that's okay because I know that I'm going to have some of you guys in the comments that are going to be able to help me along and kind of let me know what you struggle with when it comes to this, um, things that you have found that have worked for you. And, um, you know, is it important? For me, I think it is important. For me, I think being in the moment, being right now, and focusing on right now is the key to living in joy every single day. So we can have examples like crazy in our own life or in people. When you're listening to people talk, as soon as you start looking at your world with a lens of this moment right here, this moment when you're hearing me say these words, this moment is the only moment that we truly have. So, and they're just microseconds. They're like, you can think about it in even three second increments that that's a moment. And then now this is another moment. And we are, if you're listening to me right now, we're sharing this moment together. We're sharing this life together. You've decided that you are going to spend your time listening to this podcast or watching this live on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you are. You've made that decision to, to dedicate that portion of your life. And I know it sounds really dramatic, but it's true. You have decided to spend that time and that's that part of your life. And so um, that moment is, is the life that you have. So you want to make decisions, always doing the things that either bring you joy or that will bring you future joy or bring you closer to the future joy. Because sometimes things are going to happen that you're not going to like, you're not going to be overly happy that you have to do them, but you know that they're the things that you have to do, you know, like if, um, I don't know, like, let's say somebody passes away and you have to go to the funeral, um, you know, because you want to pay respects because you want to be for the family. It's not going to be an overly joyful time, but you know that you're not going to have that regret later on that you didn't go and pay your respects. Or, I mean, if that's your thing, if you don't feel like you need to go, that's a whole nother story. It's your choice. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, but, oh, Janice is here too. Hey, Janice. Wonderful. But each one of these moments, these are the moments that make up our life. And so I think it's really important not to move forward quicker. Like if you're in this moment right now, not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow or tonight or anything and not worrying or, or thinking about the past because there's nothing that we can do about the past. We can't change the past. We can't relive the past. Um, I mean, you can, but you're not going to relive it the same way. People that say, Oh, I just want to keep remembering the good old days. Yeah, but you're not enjoying it with anybody else. You're just in it. And so now you're missing the good days that are here. You know what I mean? Like reliving the good old days is nice if you're with people, um, you know, maybe that you haven't seen in a while. And you say, oh, remember when this happened? But when you're, think about it this way. Even when you're doing that, even when you're happy doing that and reminiscing about great times in the past, that moment that you're reminiscing, you're missing 
out on something that could be very new and exciting with that person that you're talking to. Um, staying in the past doesn't allow you to move into the future. And the future is is really just an, an imaginary place at this point right now, right? Um, there was a guy that I was listening to, and I can't remember if I did this on the show. I feel like I did this on the show once, maybe a couple weeks ago. But anyway, he was saying um, he, he when he does a talk, he does this, and he says, okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to nod your head yes right now. Go ahead and do that and just nod your head yes right now. Okay, so super easy, really easy, just nod it yes right now. Okay, then what he asks everybody to do is now I want you to nod your head tomorrow. Go ahead and do that. Nod your head tomorrow, <laughs> right? You can't, you can't do it because tomorrow never exists. It's never there. It'll always be the moments that you're working at. This moment right now is the only moment, the only real life that we have. Same thing, you can say, okay, go ahead and I want you to nod your head yesterday. Again, you can't do that because it doesn't exist, right? It's just a memory in the past and it's just imaginary in the future. So being in the moment is super, super important because we're missing out on a lot of things when we're not there and when we're not fully aware of what's happening around us. We were just... um Oh, here we go. Okay. Ed's got something. So I'm going to, again, if you guys are new to this, um, and if you're listening to it on just the audio, um, what happens is when we record live, we record live every Sunday night at 8 PM Eastern time. And, um, did I say Sunday? <laughs> I think I said Sunday. Anyway, um, we record every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time and we do it live on Facebook and on YouTube. So you're able to comment live and then we can bring it into the show and have it um, part of the show. So Gustavo, hello. Hello. Welcome. Okay. So um, I do not speak Spanish. No, I do not. But hello. Um, thank you for being here. So Ed has to say, it is very hard for me to stay in the moment. Okay, honest. I do know I am happy and at peace when I can stay present. One thing I always work at is to make the most of all my interactions. Yes, you do. And now I know because I have interacted with you in person now. That's so cool. Uh, each interaction I consider as I met them for the first time. It was so easy last night at the restaurant. I felt we were all very present. Yes, yes, we were. We were, and that is, that is so, uh, it's just so cool because yeah, think, I think that's brilliant. Thinking of this as your first time, another strategy that people use is thinking that this is, and it's kind of morbid, I guess, but thinking that this is the last time that you're going to speak to somebody. And I think that's really, I mean, if you need a strategy, right? Like if you need to think about, okay, I'm going to pretend that this is my first time and so I'm going to be really um, curious and I'm going to be really excited about like learning more. And I think that's beautiful or thinking that, okay, this could be the last time that I speak to this person. So you want to make sure that it's, you know, if anything, God forbid were to happen, you want to make sure that they, you know, know that you love them, know that you care, know, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Um, it's kind of like with Mike and I, Mike and I, March 1st, 2020, no clue that that was going to be the last time that we were going to talk. Um, 
like in person. We, and we've told the story a gazillion times before. Um, but that day we went out and we had lunch and we were talking about, okay, this is ridiculous. Like we can't go four or five days without seeing each other. It's becoming too hard. We have to figure out how we can, you know, live together and make it legal because we live in Canada and the States because four days apart is just awful. We don't know how to do it. And then that was the last day that we saw each other up until last week. So um, you just never know. It could be the last time. I like the first time thing though, Ed. That's really cool because then you are really curious and really aware. And um, But the nice thing would be is not to have to even pretend any of that, like not even think about any of that. You're just always curious and always in the moment and always right there, you know? So um, yeah. Yeah, it is it is really, really neat. And I do know a lot of people that, you know, get anxious around people. And so they have kind of their own strategies of how to communicate with people when they're in person. And a lot of the time it's taking away from the moment. You know, it's um, talking about old experiences that they had either, you know, at the, wherever you're at, if you're at a store or whatever, um, talking about old things or talking about, um, how other people reacted to certain things or talking about whatever, talking about all of this outside stuff, it doesn't keep you in the moment, but, but being here and being fully aware of everything that's happening is a really cool exercise to really try to do. Uh, it was interesting. I was I was in the car with Mike today and we pulled into a parking lot and uh, his brother had called for um, his birthday. And so it was nice. So we were, you know, talking on speakerphone and stuff. Now, Mike and I are in the same car looking in the same direction and, um, you know, having the conversation with Matt and it was really nice. And then we get, we get out of the car and we start talking. And then Mike was like, Oh, did you see those geese in front of us? And, um, he's like, yeah, they were fighting like crazy. Did you see that? I was clueless. I was like, no, I didn't even see any geese around us <laughs> because I wasn't in the, well, and I wasn't fully in the moment. I was in the conversation that we were having with Matt and I was really being aware of Matt. I was really being aware of Mike um, and being aware of that. But there's another level to it when you can be aware of everything else that's happening around you. And that really comes from having kind of a calm about you. That's why they say meditation is so important um, because the more you can meditate, the more you can have like a stillness in you that you're able to perceive a lot more around you. It's kind of like your blinders kind of open up and you can see a deeper peripheral around you. So, um, yeah, I just want to see what's happening here. There's a lot going on and, um, Gustavo, you're quite busy here. Hello, sir. Um, Palazzo. Oh, hey, Mike. Okay. So Mike just said, why not? But I'm not sure that was a little while ago. So I'm not sure what we were talking about that. Um, shoot, I missed it anyway. Um, so yeah. So what are some of the other things? Like, are there times that you guys feel that you don't want to be in the moment? Cause I was thinking about that too. And 
like anything, when we're doing anything, it's really easy to kind of say, oh, this is the way that you should be your whole life. Like this is the way that, you know, this is the big whatever message that you should be listening to and, um, you know, living your life by. Is being in the moment really good in all things? And at first I was like, well, no, because there's sometimes that like I, I don't want to be in the moment you know, scary things or sad things or, but then I really started asking myself, is that true? Or being in the moment, are you able to um, work through it quicker? And maybe it doesn't become as traumatic. Um, Are you able to, and there's a lot of things I could be speaking from a very innocent way. Um, but I think about, for instance, and, and, you know, not to bring all like my past up, but, um, I was, and you guys know, cause I've talked about it before, but, um, I lost my virginity to rape. And I think back to that. And I think if I were in the moment and this will sound very strange, but if I knew to be in the moment at that time, could I have acted differently? And this isn't to blame me or to shame me or to, oh, you could have done something different or, oh, you could have been stronger or, oh, you could have been whatever. But I know that I was not in the moment because it was very traumatic and I was just looking for the end. I was just, just let it be done and I just want to get out of here. I just want to get out of here. I just want to get out of here. But I was looking at I wasn't looking at what was happening here because maybe I would have been able to do something different or I would have been able to process what was happening a little differently. Um, I think about that a lot now when I'm, when I'm, when we're reading these books and we're trying to learn, you know, how to deal with our, our things that are happening in our life. um, I really try to like think back to how things could have been different. And again, that's not living in the moment. That's going to the past and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, I guess, so my question about is it always good to stay in the present? Sometimes you do, I think, need to go to the past because you want to learn from certain things. Or if you know that something has always triggered you, something happens, it triggers something from your past, instead of shutting it down, live in that for a few minutes and really think about it and work yourself through it. Um, So at that point, you're missing out on whatever is happening in front of you. But that may be really important for you to be able to move on for all the future moments, if that makes sense. Um, I'll give another example. Last week, um, when Mike was here, we went to We were on the scooter birds, the bird e-scooters, and I think we told you. Oh, actually, okay, so if somebody can remind me about the the goose, I want to tell you guys this story. Um, But I do want to see what Ed has to say because it just popped up. So Ed has to say, um, okay, so it might not be finished. There's a dot, dot, dot at the end, but it says, recently my thoughts took me to my past when I was so mentally sick, I was unable to look after myself, but especially my son, Alexander, who by the way is adorable. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I know I can only focus on caring for him now, but I am only human. 
The last few days, I have been so focused on the present moment. I was able to watch my son and see how amazing he is. He packed for our trip, trip helped me pack the car, had an awesome conversation in the car on the way to Windsor. He was engaging with adults he never met before, etc. So, and then um, I think you're going to maybe finish that there, but Ed, that is amazing. And yeah, he did so good. He was very... I mean, yes, he's still like a kid. And so he was, you know, he wasn't maybe engaged in all the conversations we were having because they were, you know, maybe a little bit too much for him. But the majority of the time, he really was engaging. He was very attentive, made eye contact, was really present and aware. And another thing that I really like that he did is he really wanted to learn people's names. He really wanted, and then he, with Mike, it was the cutest thing. He, um, they were talking back and forth and, and, you know, building a little bit of a friendship there. And then he says, can I call you Mikey? But instead of just calling him Mikey, just giving him a nickname, he asked almost permission and was like, is it okay? And then that's what he called him for the rest of the night. It was the cutest thing. So he, yeah, watching that and being aware of that as a father, I'm, Sure, you've got to be super proud. And it's nice to be able to see all the things that they're doing instead of taking it for granted. Um, And I think a lot of parents probably, and I can't speak because I'm not a parent, but I'm sure when it's the day-to-day, it's so difficult to be present in all of the amazing little things that they're doing along the way because you're trying to teach them the lessons. And um, so you're almost looking for the slip ups or the things so you can course correct and, and fix and teach and all that kind of stuff. But there really is something with being present and aware of all the good things that they're doing along the way. So really good. Yeah. And yeah, you can't go to the past, um, in a shameful way or in a, um, guilty way or a regretful way. Um, you can learn from it. Absolutely. Uh, but staying in it isn't really isn't really the best either because it's there's it's not doing anything for us. There's nothing that we can do to change it. So if we can learn from it, if we can reframe the story, if we can look at the characters in the story differently, that's another big thing that I try to like really do. Where, you know, like something will happen and you'll just look at them like, oh, they were so horrible for doing such and such or, oh, they just neglected me or, oh, they, you know, they traumatized me or they did this. I really try to look at the person and realize like now that I'm an adult, you're able to do that. When you're younger, it's harder. But um, look at that person and say, gosh, what were they struggling with? If that's how they treated me, what kind of life were they living? Because happy people don't hurt people you know, people that love themselves don't hurt other people. So there's a lot of trauma in those other people that are treating you poorly. And that's why, you know, our whole thing about not taking things personally is really a huge um, principle to live by. But anyway, I want to get back to the goose story. And um, so Mike and I were out last weekend and I think we might have, oh gosh, no, I didn't tell you the story. Because I wasn't on the podcast yesterday and that or last week. And that was the other thing that I wanted to thank everybody for. So um, because Mike and I, that was our first weekend together, I just gave myself grace on on Sunday. Like 
I was really, Mike had left. And so technically I would have been able to do the podcast, but I was exhausted. It was a really emotional weekend. I cried so much. I laughed so much and it really took a toll. And so I was exhausted and to be able to be on for an hour, um, engaging and, you know, being a part of this show, I just, I could have probably done it, but I just couldn't. I, well, no, I could, I could, I could have done it, but I just chose not to. And I chose that, you know what, I'm just going to give myself grace and hope you guys will too. And, um, you guys were all very nice about it. So I want to thank you very much for that. Um, but anyway, so I didn't tell you the story. So we were, um, we went to, we were on the scooters and we went by a uh, cemetery where I said, I told Mike, I said, Oh, I have, um, like a family friend that's there. And I said, I wonder if I'd be able to find, we've only been there like once or twice. Um, I wonder if I'd be able to find their, um, their plot without my mom. Cause my mom knows where they are, but I wonder if I could do that by memory. And so anyway, so he says, okay, let's go and see it. So we went in and, um, we see these geese and we kind of disrupted where they were and it was so sad. So we kind of walked through this grassy area and these four geese start walking outside of the cemetery to the main road. And there were four of them walking and two of them kept walking and two of them backtracked and went back into the cemetery. And I made the joke to them because I like, <laughs> if you guys have ever been around me, I like talking to these animals and I like talking to strangers and I just, I just like really engaging with everybody around me. So I was joking around with the, the, the geese and I was like, Hey guys, stick together, go on and have a good time. And why are you leaving them? And I was just having this like, whatever, but I was, but I was still trying to find this plot. And so I wasn't paying attention. And if I was really, really paying attention, I would have realized these two geese are not going to be able to make it across the street. And I would have went. And normally what I do is I, I really do try to go and like stop traffic. Um, cause Canada geese in my area where I live, um, they cross the street all the time in kind of packs. Um, I rarely see them too. It's usually like a whole pack. Um, but it's just common like that will all slow down, whatever. Well, when I looked back, I just remember seeing this car and it came so fast and it probably wasn't going very fast. Like it was probably just going regular speed, but it was weird how like that was going really fast, but then the whole interaction was going really slow in my head. I was seeing it in kind of slow motion and the car hit one of the geese and I just, all I remember is shrieking this scream and then crying like a baby. And I just, and the car left. They didn't even care. They didn't tap on the brake, anything. They just left. And it was so, it was so traumatic for me because I'm very, I have a very hard time. Like if, oh my gosh, like I just, they're just so innocent. Animals are just so sweet and so innocent. So, um, Anyway, now, if I would have just stayed in that and kept replaying because you could hear the thump on the car and you could just, it was just so dramatic for me. 
if I would have just stayed in that and then kept replaying it, so then now getting out of the moment and replaying the past moment, even though it was just a few minutes ago, but if I would have just stayed in that, this could have turned into like a, like a, like a little trauma for me, a minor trauma, not a, not a major thing, but it could have been difficult for me. Instead, Mike and I really stayed in the moment and we stayed with the goose and we tried everything. He called everywhere. It was, um, and it was a Sunday. So he called, oh my gosh, like the humane society and wings and all these different places and veterinarians and all kinds of stuff, trying to find somebody. Um, we stopped people on the street and all this kind of thing. And but we really stayed in the moment trying to, and, and being with the baby, like not with the baby, it was a regular size goose, but he was just, anyway. So we were staying with him and really trying to protect him. And um, had we not done that, um, I think it would have been a lot more, like I said, traumatic for me because I would have just heard kind of, and without sounding really dramatic, but it was, it was a horrible sound. That's what I would have replayed at night. But instead I got to play through the whole experience because every moment something changed. So the goose was just lying on the floor and, or on the road. And so we thought he was, obviously we thought he was gone. Right. So that could have been a moment that then we leave and that's it. And that would have been the image. But then like a minute later, it just like, I don't know, sprung up and had all this like little energy and he like wobbled himself. He ended up like hurting his foot. It was all like, there was a, anyway, it wasn't nice, but he got himself off the road. And then that could have been, you know, um, but then the next moment changed and then he lied down and then the next moment changed and the moment just kept changing and being in each moment with him, we got to see that he ended up, it ended up being a very good story. The Humane Society ended up coming. It was like an hour. Like there was, there was so much time that was going by. Um, and this is a very long winded story. I'm sorry, everybody, but, um, each moment changed. And so it turned from something that I don't think I would have been able to quite process. And I would have probably, knowing me, um, the old me, I probably would have made this into some sort of um, uh, where I would have, I feel like I would have probably made it into something where you know, when I see geese, I'm, I'll feel some sort of need to protect them like even more, you know what I mean? Like some sort of obsessive thing could have come from it. Um, I could have got very paralyzed when I'm in a car and instead of just being able to like slow down and let the, the geese pass, I could have turned into like some sort of paranoia. Like there's so many things that can happen because you don't process the things that you go through. And I think the only way to process the things that we go through is by going through it, by being in the moment and living each thing. Yeah. Janice says, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Mike says, how do you do it? with your strength, man, like he was, Mike was absolutely my rock that day. And, um, he kept me in the moment, which was really, really nice. Um, so let me see what Janice says. Janice says you did very well. Now you can see the benefit of being in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. 
it was just fascinating. And then thinking back to it, you can see where you would have just stopped the story kind of thing and then create all of this stuff around it. And it's all in our head. It's all in our head. So um, working through it and being in each moment, knowing that each moment changes, anything's possible. Like anything is possible. And that's what I'm loving about this book. This book is really proving that truly anything is possible. When you start thinking and learning about quantum quantum um, mechanics and physics, it's it, it's actually fascinating what you can manifest. And that's not just a woohoo word. Uh, you can really change and alter the world um, with your actions and with you being in the moment, you know. And, you know, and Mike made a point too, like every action that we take does alter things because, you know, had we not, had we not got on the scooters, we may not have went to that cemetery. Had we not gone to the cemetery, we may not have, you know, disrupted the geese. The geese wouldn't have crossed at that specific time. He might not have, you know, broken his foot and his wing, like all this kind of thing. And all of these little pieces all work in this whole grand scheme of things. And it's just fascinating. Um, it really is. It's just fascinating to hear or to see things kind of unfold the way that they do. Um, so Ed, Ed says, I agree with you. There is not always, um, that it's not always best to be present. When I was traumatized with my years of sexual abuse, I felt like I was watching the event. Yes. Right. Like I was not involved. It was not until years later that I truly knew what happened in my past. On the other hand, when I was at my wife's bedside and held her hand, I was truly present. When she passed, it hurt me deeply, but it provided me peace that my wife did not die alone. Plus, she knew that I loved her. I told her that I loved her. And, um, okay, so maybe... Anyway, so, and, and then it says, and pro dot, dot, dot. So I think maybe once it goes so long, it kind of cuts it off. Um, so if you just want to finish it off in there, but that is, that is beautiful. And yes, I think that happens. I think that's, I don't know too much about, you know, um, what happens. I, I haven't been trained in trauma. I haven't been trained in, in any of that um, to really understand what's happening with our, with our mind and with our our brain with our everything that happens when we're going through an actual traumatic event, uh, because I could imagine that what's happening is um, there's like a self-preservation kind of thing. There's a self-protection kind of thing, um, you know, where you just, you don't remember or that you are kind of living outside of yourself um, to protect yourself. And so can you be in the moment? But I feel like if we, we did live more in the moment we'd be able to not prevent, not prevent everything because bad things, unfortunately, are still going to happen. Um, you know, there's a lot of hurt people out there that hurt people. Um, but being more present may be able to help us get out of situations a little bit quicker. Um, being more aware and in the moment um, and more aware of what's happening with us we can maybe move out of it quicker. So then when we're in these situations, we don't make them a bigger situation, uh, if that makes any sense. 
um, because a lot of these decisions, um, they're not always easy. You can't always get out of, you know, women that are married or anybody that is married and it, they're going through trauma and they're going through abuse. It's not easy just to pick up and leave. Um, there's a lot of factors and there's a lot of things, but if you're in the moment, you might be able to find a little bit more clarity of how to move through it, you know? Um, and, and we use it as a self-preservation, not to, not to see what's happening right now because it hurts too much or because it's, um, we just, we can't handle it, but then we stay in it longer because whatever we resist, we persist. Right. So, um, and, and it's very difficult to have this kind of conversation, knowing the type of trauma that people go through. Um, and without me being trained, I wish Mike was here because I know that he's taken some classes. He's doing his master's right now uh, in counseling. And I know that he's had a, a few classes in this kind of thing with domestic abuse and, and all that kind of thing. Um, so I am not at all at a position to be able to speak to this, but I can't help but feel that being more mindful and being more aware and present will always help us move through the trauma quicker. Um, and actually, I'm probably going to do more research on this now that I'm saying that. Um, but I'd love to hear what you guys think about, about that. Ed says, oh, let me throw this up here. There we go. Ed says, um, I had another experience at work. I noticed a patient was not breathing and the nurses were on shift change. So I just so I just focused on the patient and saved her. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Ed's a pharmacist and this is, oh my God, that is beautiful. Um, but I did not notice she had a no code in the room. The patient and family were thankful. Not sure if that was totally present or not. Well, I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Yeah. Um, but I did notice that she had a no code in the room. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Um, but that is, that is beautiful. And that's like getting outside of just your, out of your job and noticing what's happening around you. And wow, well done. Ed says, sorry, I guess I'm writing too much. My thoughts are being cut off. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I didn't know that there was a, a thing here. So if there are any points, Ed, that you are making that are getting cut off, please. Um, oh, let me see. Oh, no. Please keep them going. Um, oh, Jana says, do not assist living. That means do a no code. Oh, okay. So that's why you're saying you're not sure if that's present because had you been extremely present, you would have noticed that it the patient didn't want to be revived. That's interesting. I'm curious what happened after that with with the patient, if you were able to follow up and see if they were still happy um, that you saved them. Um, anyway, fascinating, fascinating. Um, gosh, this is, I love this podcast. I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking, okay, so why do, why do I love love this podcast. Like what, what is it that I love about it? And one of the things, um, oh, Ed said everyone was thankful. Yes. So that's beautiful. That's wonderful. 
Um, and that's all part of it, right? Like that might've been like you living in the moment was just, that's what you needed to do. And maybe not seeing that peripheral, you're not supposed to, you weren't supposed to see that no code. Um, that way you could save their life. So that's amazing. Uh, so the thing that I love the most about this show is cause I do, I do get nervous doing it. I just talked to Mike about it and I was like, Every week, and we've been doing it for over a year. Every week, I get nervous about doing it, and then I'm not sure if I'm going to have anything to talk about, and blah blah blah. And um, he's like, "Yeah, but every time you do it, you love it." And I was like, "I know." So I was thinking about why I love it, and the reason why I love it is because I love learning and I love being curious. So I love these topics that are kind of open ended, um, that we can kind of just like learn from each other and learn from each other's experiences and move forward and find tools to be able to live a more peaceful and joyful life. Mental illness, well, mental health or wellness or whatever you want to work it, um, our mental, the way that we handle our mind is so important. And so many of us are struggling with some sort of mental health issue and um, big, small, doesn't matter. If it's an issue, it's an issue. And all of us, I feel like we all have something that we are struggling with and having something like this that we can come to and talk about and learn. And that's why our our whole tagline is um, First Day Pod, shared wisdom, education, and empowerment. I feel like we can just keep growing together and things are going to change. That's why having all of these tools and all of these thoughts and all of these ways of being, it's so important because we're going to use different tools at different times. And so if we're in the moment, if we're living our life, each moment for moment and really becoming aware of not living in the future and not living in the past. Yes, you have to plan for the future. I run masterminds and it is all about what are we going to do this week? Let's stay focused. Let's do the thing. But planning for the future, although that is important, it's not, it's not fixating on the future. It's not thinking every moment about what's going to happen in the future, what's going to happen in the future. The idea is that you want to have a broad vision of what you want. Like you want to have it, you want it clear. You want to know where you're headed, right? You want to have goals. And so in the moment, when we keep talking about these like three second moments that we create all through our life. So in this moment, if I were to sit down and talk about, like, think about my goals and write down my chief aim and, and do all of these things. Yes. In that moment, I'm not, I'm not, you know, being with my family and I'm not doing the things around me, but that's okay because that moment is you planning for the future. And that's your moment and that's your life. And that is bringing you joy. That's bringing you toward what you want. So that's your life. And that's your choice. And that's okay. So we want to do that. But then we don't want to spend all week thinking about, am I going to be able to hit that goal? Am I going to be able to hit that goal? No. Through the week, you want to just be living each one of those three-second moments 
in that direction, doing the things, taking the action. And then everything kind of pieces it together. And then you see the next action and then you see the next action and you keep snowballing and life becomes super easy because you're just living in this moment. And so my question in the very beginning was along the lines of, is it important for you to be in the moment all the time? And I really do think that the answer is yes. I really do think. Because even when we say that, like when I said, and I'm kind of maybe backtracking, I may be changing my mind a little bit, even just in this last 45 minutes. But even when I said that, like in this moment, I can choose to think about my past and try to find the answers, that is my moment right there, right? Um, I'm choosing to make better strides for my future by looking at my past and and figuring out the lessons. Um, I'm not going to spend all my days and all my weeks and all my months and years on thinking about the past and trying to figure out the lessons. But if something pops up and it keeps popping up and it keeps triggering something, it is absolutely 100% worth looking at that thing. You know, you don't have to go and like nitpick through your entire life and find all of the evidence to say why things, you know, always happen to you. But if you know that one one specific experience or event or something um, keeps being triggered and keeps kind of like tapping on your shoulder, then it's worth in that moment to look back, find the answer, find the, the nugget, find the lesson out of it, um, and then you can move forward. And that is while you're doing it, that's that moment. But then you know all of the future moments are going to be a lot more clean and clear and happy because you've worked through that. That keeps tapping on your shoulder. So um, I don't know. life is just, it's so awesome. And the more that we create these types of communities and the more that we talk about these things and make them that they are just they're normal that we as adults have to be thinking and learning and constantly growing because we weren't taught this stuff growing up. You know, we just weren't. We think that we should have been, but we we didn't. And so nobody should feel any sort of shame around not knowing how to kind of progress and learn these things as we're going. Um, but applying it and learning and then maneuvering, changing, changing course, that's what the exciting part about life is. Um, but always being in this moment makes it so much easier because then you're not you're not living in this fear of the future or in this regret of the past. You're able just to see it. And because it keeps changing, you're never in anything for very long. You're never in the sadness for very long. You're never in the happiness for very long. You're never in and they just keep changing. So it's fascinating. Janice, what do you have to say here? You are saying things will be easier if you are in the present moment. You don't confuse the moment with what ifs. Oh gosh, yes. Right. The what ifs. Oh my gosh. And I fall prey to that. I fall prey to that a lot. Um, but what is so cool is having these conversations, we become aware that we're doing it. So we will and I'm sure, you know, Janice and Ed, Mike, you, any, 
when we are learning this stuff as much as we are through book club, through the podcast, through all this kind of stuff, you become aware. And so when you have the what if, you might ask like, oh, what if, what if the border doesn't open next week and I can't see Mike? Yeah. Okay. So I can ask myself that question. That's fine. Cause that popped up, but I don't need to fall down the trap of saying, oh my gosh, then we might go, we might, we might, we might go 17 more months. We might go, oh my gosh, that, oh, we might, because then we realize that's wasting our moment. This moment right now, we can just be, I can video chat him and really enjoy the time with him. Or I can try to figure out how to get him over here. Or we can try to figure out how I can get over there. Like we can, if those questions come up, the what ifs, you can either decide to take an action to prevent it or to help it move forward. Um, Or you can just say, who cares what if? I have no idea what the future holds. If COVID taught us nothing, It is, we have no clue what is in our future. No clue. Nobody could have guessed that we would have went through the last 17 months like we all did. Um, And we still, we have no clue what's going to happen in the next six months. So what ifs are so not worth it, Janice. That is so great that you're bringing it up because yeah, we do confuse that with, with the present moment. And Ed says, I think it's impossible to to be, I think it is impossible to be 100% present um, 100% of the time. Um, Our thoughts will go to the past or into the future. However, it's our choice to choose our next thought. But I, I think the moment is in between our thoughts when our mind is quiet. Yes. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. If we And that's why I think meditation, even though I don't do it as much as I want to, I really want to make that a daily practice because I know that when I'm making that a daily practice, those moments between the moments are longer and I'm able to switch the thought. I'm able to switch it rather than when I'm in this anxiety, when I don't have the mindfulness, when I don't have the stillness. You're right. Those moments aren't there in between the moments. So there, it's like you go into what if, and then it turns into this whole, whole spiral that before you know it, it's been like half an hour of like ruminating about stuff that's not even going to happen. And you just spent half an hour of your life that you will never get back worrying about something that will probably never happen because that those moments are almost overlapping. And there's not that quiet space. So that's a really, really great point, Ed. That quietness, that stillness in between is where we're able to go from one moment to the next and switch it if we have to. Switch it if we, not if we have to, if we choose to, if we want to change that up a little bit. That is a really, really great point. Um, and it says, in the moment is us being not thinking or doing when we are ourselves. Yes. Yes. The being is so, it's just so beautiful. It's such a beautiful place to live and to be like just, mm, it's so wonderful. Thank you, Ed. Um, yeah. And you're right. And we can't be present 100% of the time, but 
the better we can get at being aware of what's happening, the quicker we're able to get out of it. So um, I know in Mike, you can let me know if you see this in me. Um, but what I feel is I feel like I get out of those um, those moments that kind of last before they would have lasted a lot longer. The woe is me or the what's going to happen or, oh my gosh, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Those would last a whole heck of a lot longer before. And now that I'm more aware you're right. They still happen. They still pop up, but you're able to shift it so much quicker. And that's the whole thing. And then not having the guilt of having that moment because we're human. They're going to come up. We're not perfect. We were talking about Wayne Dyer the other day in book club. I don't know if it was last week or the week after. And somebody brought up because we were talking about how they say that you can change, um, you can change your illnesses and you can change like even if you get, you know, cancer, you're able to kind of change um, that you can reduce it. And Ed has a really great story um, that he was had a success story with that. And you're you're able to change these kinds of things. And they were saying, well, here's Wayne Dyer, who's the guru, like everybody knows the name that he's, you know, Mr positivity, that he's Mr. Motivation. And some really great points when we had that discussion in book club were things like, we don't know what kind of angst he had inside of him. It's one thing to teach it. It's one thing to talk about it. But the whole thing is we're the only ones that know what we're actually going through. We're the only ones that know what choices we're making and how we're perceiving things and what moments we're creating in our life. And he could be very well, um, I mean, he's passed now, God love him, but he could very well have had a lot of um, issues with his family and with, he's been open about it, about, you know, getting annoyed with his kids and all this kind of stuff. So he, he even wasn't at the pinnacle of where you can be when you're when you're completely mindful and present. Um, so it's just, it's interesting. Um, people that have been working on this for literally decades and it's still a practice every day. Um, the Dalai Lama, I listen to him speak and it is a daily thing. And even he says, and if you guys know, if you guys ever seen him, he is the most peaceful, quiet, calm, joyful man. He laughs every single day, but he even says he has moments of anger and moments of, you know, where he's upset and moments of sadness. And that is humanity. That is what is going to happen. But he's able to live in each moment and like Ed said, make that shift. And okay, I always go with, I don't know that we're going to have anything to talk about. And then the comments come in and it's amazing. And now we're at about an hour. So I'm going to leave it with this comment, this last comment here from Janice. And it says, we are perfectly imperfect. Thank you, Janice. That is, that is amazing. And if we can just remember that and then live each one of these moments together, um, it's amazing. Okay, so I might not be ending with that. I do want to see what Ed has to say too. But Janice, that was beautiful. 
Ed says, my wife taught me an important lesson. It took me a long time to learn it. We only have this moment. And when I am present, I can feel her presence in my heart or see it in my son. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes, we do. We only have this moment. And that's, yes, when you said it, they, uh, it reminds me of a quote, and I can't remember how it goes, but it's something along the line of, um, I don't know. Anyway, it's something along the lines of that right now, this moment is the present and it is a gift. And that's why they call it the present. And so if we can just remember that, that every moment that we have is a gift, cherish it and use it to the best of our ability. And then if it's not a great moment that we don't want to keep going, then in that still space from until the next one, change it. So I love you all. I wish you a very mindful next week. Um, I wish you all shared wisdom, education, and empowerment. Please share this um, podcast with anybody that you think would enjoy it. Um, please join us next Sunday, uh, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, and um, we will have another topic. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to be talking about. If you guys have any ideas of topics that you guys want us to, to discuss, you know, DM us, comment, uh, email us, whatever you want to do. You can find us on all the social media platforms at first day pod. And, um, I don't, I haven't asked this in a while, but if you guys could actually do one of two things or do both of them, one is if you could go to YouTube, even if you like watching us on Facebook, I know a lot of you find it easier to comment and be here on Facebook. Um, but if you could go over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, we would really appreciate that. Um, and the other thing, if you could go to Apple podcast and for our um, pod, and if you're enjoying it, if you could give us a five-star rating, um, we would really, really appreciate that because as we get these ratings higher, um, what it does is it allows the algorithm or whatever it is to push it to more people. And so being a mental health podcast, we really want to be sharing this with people because we're meeting a lot of really cool people that have stories to share, messages to share, and we really want to get that out. And I, I'm really liking this, this whole community that we are uh, creating. So that is it. I love you all. Big hugs to each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. If you want to be part of our book club, you know how to find us. And um, we will see, see you next week. Mike says hi. And um, he misses you, but he will be back in September and um, have a wonderful week. Bye.